Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Gossip Chronicles. We're your host, Jen and V. Welcome back to the Gossip Chronicles. What's up, V? I'm excited about this episode. Me too. There's aliens and UFOs. Because they're everywhere. It's so crazy after we did that episode. <laughs> like all of the stuff that came up on all of our notifications after that. I know. I loved it. Especially because like I well, all of our listeners, you guys I'm sure know it's been all over social media that Congress had a hearing on Wednesday about UFOs and it's freaking awesome yeah. that like, okay, they're calling them whistleblowers because they're being vocal about the stuff that they've witnessed and seen. But it's so cool to see that like Congress has this hearing and we're getting to watch it and hear about it. And it's stuff that they've denied for so long. So it's kind of fun getting to hear about it in this light. It's not so, it's it's not such a taboo thing anymore. Right. I think it's finally time for them to step forward like, let's just talk about it. Why is it so such a secret? And there's people who are non-believers and there's people who mm-hmm. are believers. So I think by them finally coming out with whatever knowledge that they do have, it's just it's cool to actually have like some kind of this is what we know. This is obviously not a lot, but like here it is. Instead of them being, no, there is no such thing. You guys are all crazy, you know? Right. Well, and I think, like, they've done that for so long. Like, gosh, was, like, World War Two. we were hearing about stuff. Like, I mean, if you look back, people have been talking about aliens since, like, freaking decades ago. And it's right. always been, like, you're crazy, you're crazy, because they know that it's true and they've been covering it up. Right. Like, and just so, be honest at yeah. this point. And anybody that comes out and has said, oh, I saw something, I have video... They're portrayed as crazy, which I think just happens in general Right. when people don't want stuff to come out. And so it's awesome to see that, like, um, you have really credible witnesses, like, mm-hmm. at these hearings, and they can't be labeled as crazy, although I'm sure they'll try to do that in some way. But um, some of the witnesses included, like, retired Navy commander. You had former intelligence officers. So this is, like, fun stuff to Heck hear yeah. them, like— I mean, I don't know. It's so interesting. It's one thing I hate, though, that I'm not going to lie. I don't like how they're trying to call them UAPs. I know. What is that? I honestly, when (laughs) you sent me the link, I was already tripping out because we had literally just talked about this. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, left and right, you were sending me these articles and these things that whatever – and they, they were, were major doing, but... articles too. Yeah. Like you have uh, New York Times, you yes. have Forbes, you have like it's not like tabloid UFO stuff, right. which we usually see tabloid types. This stuff. was like a conference. It was like mm-hmm. legit people and having an actual legit conference or whatever the yeah. heck it was. Like it interviews, was... firsthand experiences. Yes. I think it was something more than we've ever seen before, and I think that's why it was more intriguing. But definitely 
I it just found it so weird because we literally just had this conversation and then it came out and I was like, yes, this is right. golden opportunity. But it's kind of crazy to think if we do because you know how there's a lot of like doomsday preppers. Mm-hmm. So now let's just say if the government goes out and starts like being honest about it, what do you think people are going to do? I don't know. That's a good question because like you always have like government and Pentagon denying everything. Like right. Pentagon was trying to deny you know the claims that the witnesses were making at this hearing. And so it'll be interesting. I mean, how do you deny video, military video? And that's like some of the really big evidence that came to light. I mean, we've always seen the military videos. I think I talked a little bit about it on the last episode when I talked about that, um, watching it on the Disney Plus channel, which I couldn't remember the name, but I went back and it's a docu-series by National Geographic called UFOs Investigating the Unknown. So if any of the listeners have Disney Plus and you haven't seen that, it's so good. Go and watch it. And it's true. They show the footage, like aerial military footage from Navy pilots, and you can hear their commentary and everything. And that was a lot of the evidence that they came to with the hearing. Um, But going back to the UAPs, I hate that. And I sort of feel like UAPs is like the equivalent to fetch. Like UAP, like stop saying UAPs. It's not going to (laughs) happen. It's UFOs. You know what I mean? Like, what? So, and I'm like, what the heck is a UAP and why is that better than a UFO? So, like, UFOs, mm-hmm. obviously unidentified flying objects. The UAP is unidentified anomalous phenomena. Right. But it's still, why are you trying to change it from what exactly. we've already known? And that's the exactly. thing is they try to put this, like, new spin on it. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not a UFO. It's a whatever it is. Yeah. Just UAP. <laughs> I don't even like it. It just I don't like it either. That was like, weird. UAP. We all know what a U we all know what a UFO is, but yes. everybody's like UAP, what's that? And it's yeah. they're trying to throw us off. That's mm-hmm. what it, what they're trying to do. No, it's not a UFO. It's this. Right. Just stop it. Don't even right. I just the whole thing, and I know some people because after our podcast came out for last week, mm-hmm. some people were sending messages and were like, no, aliens aren't real. And then people, other people were like, yes, they are real. But I think this is the thing that I keep going back to is there is so much truth behind something. And right. finally, because for so long, the government was like, you guys are crazy. That's not what you Mm -hmm. think it is and now they're saying it is so then you have the non-believers who are (laughs) you know now they're gonna jump ship yeah well I think this is where it's gonna get interesting because before all we ever really had to go by was video footage that people have either caught themselves Mm -hmm. or video footage like you have these navy pilots that have caught like this weird little thing that they can only explain as like a UFO because of the way that it moves and the speed and the intelligence and all that kind of stuff. But what's really cool is that like, you know, they're calling these, the witnesses that have come forward, whistleblowers, they're talking about like actual evidence that UFO, like uh, air alien aircraft, I guess, have been captured and Mm -hmm. that they have it. And that when that has been captured, 
they've also captured they they're calling them like non-human pilots which means aliens so they they've seen them is what I'm assuming they have them the government does and so like when that sort of stuff comes to light how do you deny that I know next thing you know the transformers are going to be dropping from the sky I can't wait that would be so cool please can you turn into a sick car for me right that would like take me on a mission yeah I'm with it but my thing is like what are the aliens gonna do with us but that's the thing is like I I saw so many TikTok videos because, you know, the our, our phones are crazy. The algorithm on our mm-hmm. phones, you mm-hmm. say one word and the next thing you know, your feed is just blowing up with this. Right. And I think that's why you got so much is because we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw a lot of people on TikTok who are making like funny – they're trying to make light of the situation mm-hmm. because they're all like us. They're very curious. Right. And one girl was like, don't come here. The weather sucks right now. We are all – I don't remember like verbatim what she said, but it was so funny. Like you can come, you know, just check it out for a little bit. You're not going to like it. So just, you know, maybe go to the next planet. So I thought it was super funny because – it is. It's it's almost like us. We go out to space and we try to decide what's out there. We try to go to other planets to see if there's life. So it's just like us, you know. I can't say what they would do <laughs> because it's still weird to talk about, you know. It's still weird. Right. And I feel like for us, we go we try to go to other planets and it's like the curiosity is there life over there? Like is life on this planet sustainable? But for from what I've been hearing from this past hearing, I mean, these people that have witnessed stuff, they keep talking about how, like, how intelligent this technology is and how, right. like, they can't keep up and they can't explain. And, and it's like, um, one of them was talking about how their interaction with UFOs or aliens, whatever you want to call it, that they were aware of their presence and that oh. they were very intelligent and the acceleration was like nothing they've ever seen before. And it's like, dude, if the aliens are like aware that, you know, this Navy pilot was aware of them, right, like right. they're studying us. And if they're so far advanced and intelligent, it's like, dude, what are they going to do to us? <laughs> oh my God. Don't even tell me because you're going to trip me the hell out. I'm going to be like, uh, <laughs> But it's weird, like, because your mind, especially if you are a believer, I feel like your mind goes left so fast because are they going to hurt us? Are like, right. no matter what, I think that is our number one thought process is like <laughs> <laughs> they're going to swallow us. Because if you right, watch any alien happen? movie, like legit, any mm-hmm. alien movie, what is what happens? They, they get abducted. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's almost like because they're intrigued about us that they would also study us. Maybe they don't want to suck our brains out. I don't know. Yeah, please be peaceful (laughs) aliens because I feel like we're going to get punked. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine what you do today? Oh, I just visit with an alien. (laughs) That would be so weird. No, dude. Not gnarly. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but – I love watching it all unfold. Yeah. And and I just love hearing 
like firsthand experiences from credible people. And it's kind of trippy too, because in the hearing, like um, each person is very vocal about their recollections of what happened. And then also very forward about being in fear for their lives because people that have come forward in the past as a cover up have gone missing or something tragic has happened. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. You know, former intelligence officers, retired Navy commanders, like these people that are credible are being like, I'm scared for my life. Uh, But this is what happened. That puts a pit in your stomach for real, because Mm -hmm. if they're the ones that are out there seeking more information and then Mm -hmm. they're scared and we don't know anything. So what I'm saying, it's like pretty trippy to think, have you seen that movie? Nope. Yet. It's about aliens. No, I don't think so. You have to watch it. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. And it's almost the same thing as there's this ranch, this guy's helping his dad, and there's alien activity, and all kinds of crazy thing happens. You have to watch it because okay. it's pretty intense. And this is like a fictional movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's pretty I like recent. Kind of I think stuff. that it came out last year. Around this time. So it's about a year old, but it's on Peacock. It's actually really good. But at the same time, all again, all of these alien movies are something that it's all everyone's fearful of them. So it just keeps going back to that. So it's it's like kind of crazy because if let's just say aliens do come and or we know that they're going to come, it's almost a sense of they're going to start to like put us in shelters or something first of all i don't think we're gonna know that they're coming i think they're just gonna, gonna come. come but it would be nice they to know <laughs> you know no no we're not gonna have any sort of notification they're coming in a month like a month from today they'll be here we're Dad, not gonna don't know. even say that that gives me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> did you did you ever on youtube i'm pretty sure you did i feel like you and i have talked about this like years ago but on youtube there's this one called the phoenix lights do you remember that? No. It sounds familiar, but... Yeah, okay. So, and it's still super huge. Like, for some of our listeners, like, if you go on YouTube, you can watch this. It's called Phoenix Lights, and it's basically, like, same thing, documentary type of film um, where people, I guess there was, you know, in Phoenix, Arizona, there was, like, this um, lights overhead oh. and just, like, looming yes. really close. Yes. And, like, everybody saw it like yes cars are pulling over like people are out of their houses recording and you can see these lights that are shaped like spheres or ufos yeah and then some are disappearing and some are coming back yes Mm -hmm. and it's like hovering very like close to the surface and everybody's seeing it and then you have the government coming out and trying to be like oh no that wasn't ufos that wasn't aliens that was just the navy doing a test right we were like testing some aircraft and it's like no way dude why would you be in phoenix over a residential doing that why wouldn't you warn people that you're gonna do that you know know what i mean like i don't know that it's just there's so many government cover-ups it's it's almost like for so long. Right. I feel like we're a kid, you know, where you know, we <laughs> we say the tooth fairy, the Santa Claus, the Easter mm-hmm, bunny, mm-hmm. all of these things and it's the same thing as the government. They're like, "No. 
that didn't happen. It's right. like, stop sheltering us. Yes, right. some people might go crazy and like over prepare, but people do that now already. They are ready for the next big earthquake or the next mm-hmm. big hurricane, tornado, right. any natural disaster. This would would it be considered a natural disaster if aliens came? Oh my I God. don't know if it would be natural. It's definitely going to be a disaster, I think. For sure. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh dude, my, God. my brain right now is like going yeah. crazy. I just got this flashback. Do you remember that cheesy, cheesy freaking movie? It's like a comedy, like all-star cast, Mars Attacks. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh my god, I forgot about that oh movie. Oh my gosh, dude, everyone in the their moms 90s? was in that. I'm pretty sure it's the 90s. Yeah, that would, it, it was pretty funny. But it, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's wild when you go down the rabbit holes. Like when you sent those to me, I started reading one. And then the second one you sent me, I was like, I don't know if I can do this right now. I don't know if yeah. I can comprehend everything that they're trying to say. or Because for so long... They mm-hmm. denied it, denied it, denied it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like some of the things that they were bringing up were from like a while ago. Like yeah, it wasn't there was. recent. It wasn't no, recent. You're right. And like some of some of that evidence that came out in the hearing was from like 2004. You know what I mean? There was like this um one of them I can't I think it was like the retired navy commander was talking about like um in 2004 ufos being like just over san diego and right. they captured all of it videos and stuff like that which is coming out now and if they're saying in 2004 if they're saying that they were so more intelligent than we are even today mm-hmm. imagine where they're at today they're so much further ahead of us right but see that's the thing is like okay let's just say there is life obviously outside of the the earth we our galaxy or right whatever yeah but so you have a movie like avatar what if they're mm-hmm. not really aliens what if they're like avatars <laughs> and they're actually not like <laughs> that would be so cool but i don't think so <laughs> no like that's what i'm saying is because do you think something like that could exist like maybe the, the planet pandora right where they do have life but they're just right. different creatures Okay, so then Star Wars exists then. I want to go to Naboo. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm saying. This is just crazy. And I know some people are going to sit there and be like, you guys are nuts. But honestly, if you really think about it, there has to be other shit out there. Listen, something is definitely out there. Too many people have seen too many unexplained things it's not like it's a random couple people there's a lot of people that are like dude I've seen something I have video I just feel like once you have way too many people talking about something how could Mm -hmm. it there not be some sort of truth okay maybe they've exaggerated some tidbits because that's fun (laughs) but of course I don't know. I think there's something out there. And it's funny that you're talking about like doomsday preparation and all of that stuff. Like you look at what happened with COVID, like during COVID, people are stockpiling toilet paper and stuff and preparing for this crazy pandemic. So yeah, how would we prepare for aliens? I know. Exactly. Do you just go and buy more toilet paper? And paper towels like what would you do that's not gonna protect me from an alien no. i want to be out of sight you know what i mean <laughs> instead of toilet paper you stock up on 
aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, that's, that's man. But that's what I was saying. Because, like, if there were to be something out there, you would think that we would have to have some sort of, like, shelters in place. Almost like the Noah's Ark. Yeah, like Noah's Ark situation because you mm-hmm. would want to save the population. And, okay, these these creatures are going to come, but after a while they're going to leave. They're not going to stay here. So it's like, would they start to prep and then have, like, a silo situation where we all go live underground in these, like, Bunkers. I, we, I can't have I okay, don't know. So, or submarines, like anywhere where we can get out of sight, like right. deep. But that's the thing though, okay? Because technically, if you think about it, if a silo is built underground, you still can technically get to it. Right. It, and if there's and if the aliens are super as intelligent as everybody's making them sound, I feel like there's nowhere for us to hide. Right. Unless they are afraid of water, and here we are just speculating about fucking aliens. This is weird. <laughs> like, just to carry on a conversation, like, hey, when the aliens come, where are you going to go? I know. Exactly. <laughs> you got room for us? It's so Man, weird. Like, like I Do you have all your preparations in order? <laughs> like, have you stockpiled? Are you prepared? What exactly. do you... Exactly. Like, we're going to live on canned meat, spam? I don't know. Uh, and it's almost... What if but we like, go underwater? You know, do aliens like water? We don't know. Hey, there was that movie way back in the day called The Abyss. Yeah, and they didn't remember. Like, yeah, they didn't. Dude, like they water. were way down there. Well, that's it's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so you have the the movie with uh, Mel Gibson. What's that one? I can't think of the name right now. But where the aliens come and they have the daughter has glasses of water all around the house, and then the glass of water stings the alien. What is that movie called? It's going to piss me off. Signs? Signs! That's what it is. You mean that water's contaminated? Yes. So that's what I'm saying. It's just like crazy to think of just like all of the things that could happen or I don't it, – it sometimes is just so far-fetched that I don't even know. I know. And then, oh my gosh, so to like – Because you're talking about, like, living underground, living underwater, like, trying to sustain life elsewhere. How do we do that without the sunlight? I am going to go cuckoo. Like, you cannot keep me in a silo or underwater. Well, you watched the movie, or the show Silo, right? Yeah, absolutely. I freaking loved that show. So, anybody, for our viewers, if you have not watched the show... The silos, please go run to Apple TV and watch it because it is so good, but it is kind of creepy because so they basically I don't even know what was it made out of metal, right? And they just Yeah, it's almost like yeah, exactly. A silo, just like we already have today, just underground. And but this thing was huge. This thing was it went so deep. Right. What was it like a hundred and something floors? Because I don't even technically like there was levels, right? And the higher you were, and they couldn't get from the top to the bottom quickly at all. Like it was a day's trip or something silly. Yes, but if you think about it, so the real reason they said that these people went into the silos was because to protect them because Mm of well, we really don't know yet because it was only the first season. But right, it's like uninhabitable conditions outside. Yeah, Yeah, are not breathable or whatever. But I honestly don't know if I could stay in a silo. I think I would go crazy. I seriously No, I would think. be like, 
I would be like a lot of those people that I want to go outside. Yeah, I want to, like, let me go out and clean. That's technical term, people. Yeah, like, if you haven't (laughs) seen the show, they have to go outside, and it's called clean, and they basically wipe the lens. Yeah. But they don't get to come back. But you don't get to come back in. And it looks, it looks like you can't live outside, like it's destitute, it, there's nothing out there, you, it's not survivable, but then it's like, is that a lie? Are they making me think that to keep me in here? And so people want to go outside and they want to see. Exactly. And I, you know, with the show as well, and so sorry for the people who have not watched it, but they do try to have like crops. So they do emulate the sun in some areas of the silo, but it's not the natural sun. It's not, you know, everything was very dingy. And I'm like, what floor level is the club on? Because I want to turn up. (laughs) Where do I go? Yeah, there was no club. There was no fun in that place. It was like, it was all work and... Yeah, it was like a system. And that's the thing is, mm-hmm. I think what they said that they were in those silos for a couple of hundreds of years, right? Right. Or, mm-hmm. But it's almost to a point where, like, let's get out of here and go see what else is out there. I would not be yeah. able to live like that. I would just be so bored out of my mind. I would Me just too. run up and down the stairs all the time. I wouldn't even want to do that. Like, there was no fun whatsoever in that place. Everybody's working, and they have a certain status that they have to just stick to. Yeah. You had, like, the underground. Where, like, what do the poor kids do, you know? And that's the thing, too. Like, they couldn't even have kids. Like, that had to be pre-planned no. and approved. Right. You had to basically ask permission, mm-hmm. which maybe maybe we should start doing that. Just kidding. <laughs> but... I honestly just – I think that it would be a hard part of life. Like it would be so hard to – because you were also assigned jobs. So mm-hmm. if you – I don't know. Hey, you seem to know how to work this computer. Then you needed to go down and you had to be in IT. and Or you were a mechanic or, you know, like whatever you had to be because they told you what to be. Right. So, or you get to rummage through all of the garbage and anything that's recyclable – Pull it and we'll find use for it. Like, dude, I'm not doing that. That was like the lowest of the low. Well, and I think that's the hard part is because if you really didn't grasp something, like, I don't know, let's just say they put you down in to be a farmer and Mm -hmm. you really didn't like it, you really didn't catch on and do it, what would happen? Right. Would you get in trouble? From my understanding from watching the show, it seemed like whatever your parents did, was kind of what you were going to do and so on. And it was like, so if your family is into medicine, you guys are all doctors and nurses. And if your family was part of mechanics, then you're Uh, in mechanics. You know what I mean? Like you don't really have a choice to switch around. It's just whatever you're born into basically. Which is not, I don't know, because sometimes you have people who aren't like their parents and don't, aren't very good at it, you know? Right, right. And then, well, that was just, like, one of the main characters. Like, her dad was a doctor, and she's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. She wants to go to mechanics. She wants to be a hard worker. And so she kind of goes against her family, yeah, and does it anyway. I don't know. What would your job be in there? I don't know. That's a hard question. I guess if I – yeah, I don't know. They were all twisted because even the sheriff 
was not a good job. No. Because everything's under control. Well, and like even always. being in the politics <laughs> side of it wasn't, you know. It was so all it was lies. Like, yeah. Like yeah. one person's in charge and everybody else just sort of has to follow the rules. That's the way the silo is ran. Yeah. But still, like, I don't even know. I don't know what I would do either. I'm like, are there hairstylists out there? Do nope. <laughs> You know what it kind of reminded me of? You remember on the Hunger Games, like after District, was it District 12 that yeah, like District got 12. wiped out and then they're all living yes. underground and yes. it's kind of like the same exact thing. Like well, this I'm sure they post-apocalyptic some, living. Yeah, they pulled some from like, you know, every different kind of um, movies like that. But Well, the silo is based on books. Which Hunger Games was based on books, books too. too. Yeah. So who knows? It's all interesting. I know. It's almost like it's so weird because ever since the pandemic, you know, I we all got shut down. Our offices shut down. So it's it's somewhat felt like the silo in a way because you really couldn't do anything different. You know, you couldn't change your job or you couldn't do anything you're just stuck working at home and I Which still is am cra- well that's crazy to me because with my job I never worked from home like we we continued going into the office and like we took our precautions yeah. but I never went remote my job never worked like that it was like we're you know we're a necessity right like we continue and I never so I never experienced what you experienced or what so many people did like my life really didn't change in that way yeah and I think that's the hardest part is that a lot of time a lot of people were first I remember when we were first going home I was like uh this is weird but of course mm-hmm. like okay I'll work from home but right every, after- at first everybody was like awesome yeah. I don't have to get ready I could be in my sweatpants right And then I think what happened after that was you became like, no, this is my life. I have to work from home. Mm -hmm. My whole world revolves around it now. Mm -hmm. But I think also because so many businesses closed down, um, I knew a lot of people who went to like specific babysitters. And then after that, like they couldn't keep their business afloat anymore. So they had to stay working remote. And here we are, what, three years after, mm-hmm. and I still work remote, and my company is starting to basically go hybrid, but a lot of people are fighting it. Yeah. So it's like, what is the best way to function? Is it working from home or working in an office? I don't know. I think it just depends on every individual person, because I know for me, like, never working from home, like, during the pandemic when people were doing that, I know a lot of people were kind of getting like depressed, like being stuck at home and they don't have anywhere to go. And it's sort of just like they almost feel like their home is now their workplace. It's their prison almost because they don't have anywhere to go. And so for me, I never experienced any of that. It was almost like my life just continued because I every morning I had to get up, get ready. I had somewhere to go and I was in my office still answering you know, emails and phone calls, just like normal, like my life didn't change at all. I'm thinking like, the only way that it did was like, you know, restaurants changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my outings changed a little bit. But it really seemed like I didn't take a hit at all, like a lot of people did. And so I think it just depends. Like for me, I love going into the office, I'm way more productive. 
um, when I'm in the office. My job that I'm doing now offers me to work remote, but I prefer to go to the office. I like getting up, getting ready, feeling productive mm-hmm. with like no distractions, you know, because like you have people working from home that have pets, they have dogs that are needy for attention, they have kids, and now the mm-hmm. kids can't go to school either. So now right. only you guys are stuck in the same space. It's like, how do you manage all of that? I know. Well, that was me, you know, because I do have a kid. And at the time, she wasn't in school yet. But Mm -hmm. it was, I was a full time mom, and I was a full time employee. And the job that I have is very needy. So I have to perform I have basically performance evaluations every so often. And if Mm -hmm. I don't meet my standards, I'm done. There's like sayonara. Yeah. So for me, it was really hard for the transition because at first I was like, all right, this is cool. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And then it became almost overwhelming. I was one of those people who got really, um, I want to say like cabin fever. I seriously was like, I need to get out of this house. I'm here 24-7. And no offense, you know, I love being a mom, but I was like, I'm always with my my kid. I need to like have a sense of just myself. And I remember I would always send you V like, hey, they're having an online concert. Do you want to join the online concert with me? (laughs) (laughs) And of course it's not the same, but I needed to like feel some sort of like normalcy, even though it wasn't normal. That was not normal at all. That was so weird seeing those celebrities, like musicians starting to stream their concerts. Which was really cool. Some of them because you get like this more like intimate and it's not like a full band. And it's just like them and their guitar and you get yeah. to just watch this really cool intimate acoustic setting. Yep. I watched so many mm-hmm. of these stupid – I like got hooked because I love concerts. I don't know what it is, but it's just like the adrenaline, the atmosphere, the vibe, just – it's so fun for me. Yeah. So I watched all of those live streaming things. For and, sure. But I think after that is – when it became hard because when things started to open up again and I was still working from home and there was talks about potentially going back into the office Mm -hmm. at that time, then my daughter was in school. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get her to and from school. Who's going to pick her up. Right. All of those things that I needed her to do, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting how that works. It like completely reverses. Right. Like before, that's what everybody did. They took their kid to school. They have babysitters. They make arrangements because they have to work. And now you're like, wait, what? No, I need to be home. I need, you know, to be here for my kid. It's just so interesting how different situations kind of you adapt to whatever you have to do. And then when it's time to go back, now you're like, wait, what? Right. But I think that's the hard part, though, is now I have like, yes, I don't have to commute to work, but I also Mm -hmm. have I feel more obligated to stay on longer than or to work longer hours because I don't have to commute. It's really weird, but it does get overwhelming because a lot of people are like, you work from home. That doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't know, that that doesn't mean I get to slack on my job, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm over here just, like, twiddling my thumbs. I still have to answer my phone. I still have to respond to, you know, emails or... Of course. All of those things. So just, 
I don't know. It's kind of crazy how some people look down on you because you work from home. Really? Like, That's too cool. I, nice. In my opinion, like, a job is a job regardless of where you do it from. Whether you're in the office or working from home, you're still going to experience the same exact pressures because you're right. still working a job. So, I don't, for me, I don't really see, like why that matters if you work from home or not. You're still doing the same exact job you were doing. Exactly. Before the change. Well, and even you have people who have their own businesses and work, and they technically work more hours than Mm -hmm. people who have a scheduled time shift, you know, for them to work. Because for me, I know I have to log in by a specific time, and I know that I have to log out by a specific time. So everything is very structured. Mm -hmm. But for people who technically have, their own businesses but still work from home yeah their hours are all over the place right well and then I think that depends too on like what kind of position you do like what you know what I mean like for me during the pandemic my hours were eight to five but I'm in sales so technically my hours are 24 7 like I'm in the office from eight to five but if a customer or, you know, somebody in production needs to get a hold of me, I'm responsible to answer no matter what time they call and yeah. hop on my laptop. So it really just depends on what kind of a job or position people have. True. I think that's true. And I think it's just hard to stay, I think, in involved in what you're doing because you do mm-hmm. – when you work from home, you start to be, get this like sense of, oh, I got to do this again. You know, it's this, mm-hmm. it's very repetitive. You wake up and that's the hard part is I, I'm very grateful that I don't have to commute to work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is very hard though too, because I don't have coworkers. Like when I'm having a stressful moment, mm-hmm. I don't have like, you know what, I'm going to walk away from my desk real quick and I'm going to go talk to homegirl over there and like see what her <laughs> – cheese is right now I don't right. have that <laughs> I don't have that gossip you know or like hey did you see who went to lunch today like there's yeah. none of that shit here do you know what you need to do you need to get up from your little remote office and take a walk around your block and do like a desperate housewives like <laughs> go do that with your neighbor you know like I'm you guys talk about like lie. your other neighbor down the street <laughs> like did you see what she's wearing did you see who left her house this yes. morning like you could do all that <laughs> Okay, so that happened when we were in the pandemic and when my boyfriend was home and he like because he at the time was working at a hospital and so they were like trying to see what he was going to do. And for like two weeks he was home and we would be like, hey, the the neighbor over there, they left the house for like 20 (laughs) minutes. I wonder where they went. Like we literally were looking over the Yeah, that's your cheese man. (laughs) Yes, that was that was cool. But now he's at work and now my kid is at school, you know, or if she's home. It's mm-hmm. all kid stuff. So it's not the same. It's like there's no potlucks. There's no, you know, like, hey, I like your shoes. Thank you. You know, yeah. I fly. Like there's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It sucks. But yeah, like the the upside is I don't have to commute, but you're alone a lot of the time. You're really right. alone. And, and some people love that. Yeah. You know, I – I think it's all, like, mentality and mindset, like, just looking at the positives of what your situation is and just loving what you do for those things because, I I mean, geez, you know, you could pick apart any sort of job that you do, why you don't like it or why it sucks. Like, I know for me, like, my job 
before I just switched jobs like two years ago, but before I was in sales, it's like an open area. You hear everybody and like, Mm -hmm. it was so chaotic. And some people thrive on that kind of environment where now, you know, I'm in my office and like, I hardly interact with coworkers and it's so quiet and I love it because yeah. there's no interruptions. I can focus. I can work as fast as I want, as slow as I want. You know, there's no, yeah. I'm not like trying to find quiet time with all this noise and chaos around me. Like I love it. Yeah. I, and I think that's what it is. It's always a catch. There's always an upside and a downside mm-hmm. to, to any any kind of either remote or Mm non-remote. But I think that's the hardest part is trying to figure out what's best for you. And even then, you know, it's hard. So like as I said, my company is going to start doing where it's hybrid. So you go three times a week Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you work the other two days from home. But a lot of people just didn't like it because I think after a while, you now you have a routine. For the last three years, this was my routine. And now you're going to shake it up again. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, start to have me stressing over. Because I'm not going to even, I'm not going to lie. This The commute to get anywhere in Southern California is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. So they said they were going to open it up to a 50-mile radius. So anybody who lived within 50 miles of an office had to go back, right? If you still think about that in Southern California, 50 miles, it that's going to be like That's like hour. a minimum of an hour with no traffic. Exactly. Which in California, there's always traffic. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's insane. So I don't know. That's the word. It's like, do you stick with what you're doing? Or like you just said, you, you shift gears and you've got a new job. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you – and. and do you ever feel at some point like, man, I'm too old to to change jobs? No, not at all. Like, I just don't have that kind of mentality. I think same. that's what prompted me to leave my job was that, you know what? Yes, I make six figures and I'm really well off here. But is this really what I want to do until I retire? Like for the rest of my life, you know, and if you think right. about well, retirement. You were stressed too. You were stressed. Yeah, it was a 24-7 thing. And it was like I I freaking, you know, like eat, sleep, and yeah. breathe for my job. It's like, right. dude, do I do I really see myself doing this until retirement? And if you look at your age now compared to retirement, that's so far away. Like we have so long, you know, and I'm thinking, well, I'm not getting any younger. So I would do myself a favor if I made the switch right now. And, you know, that's like something I hear a lot of people talk about. They're not satisfied with what they're doing. And it's like, if you're not satisfied with what you're doing, what do you want to do? You know, like think about it. And when you know what you want to do, try it. How will you know if you never try it? And so many people are just like, I'm scared. I'm scared. And it's like, well, if you're going to let your fear paralyze you, then just get comfortable and like, you know, be content with the situation that you're in. Like you can't complain. And like, for me, I, I just thought, if I if I waste any more time here at this company, then I'll never get to try anything else. I'll never get to see like what, you know, what could be. And even now right. I'm like, you know, the job where I'm at right now, it's still not where I'm going to be, you know, five yeah. years from now. Like I'm just always wanting to try new things and I'm open to learning. And that's for me, it's exciting. It's not scary. And right. like that's that's interesting, too, because you have like, you know, 
scientifically, I guess they say that fear and excitement is the same exact feeling. Have you read that before? Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, that's yeah, that people fear can't and excitement's the same feeling. Which one it is. So if you feel a certain way, just mentally be excited about the change. Don't be scared of it. Right. And I think that's important though, because that's just a part of life. Change Mm -hmm. happens all the time. And I think that instead of being scared, I think that you should embrace it, especially if you're not happy. If you are stuck in a stagnant job and like the pay is not good, or even sometimes you shouldn't stay because of the pay. If you are not happy inside and out, Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think that you should stay somewhere. And that's all areas of life, not just work. But I just think that we as people who have to pay bills and all of Mm -hmm. these other things, we get so content because they're like, well, I don't want to jump ship because then, you know, X, Y, and Z reason. Mm -hmm. But but you – you hate your job. You hate whatever it is that you're talking about. Right. And that's my thing. Like, if you're going to do something, be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about it, don't do it. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, some things that I'm not crazy about, I'm like, I don't think I want to keep continuing to invest my time in something that I'm not crazy about. Right. You know, I have a very large group of people in my life who make fun of me because I've dabbled in so many different areas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because... I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, pretty much. I <laughs> <laughs> Everything intrigues me. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I start something and, you know, I get almost obsessive over it and I mm-hmm. want to learn more and I want to read more and I want to learn how to do this or that. So, you know, a lot of people are make fun of me because I went to cosmetology school. I went to be a medical assistant Um, I'm now in the insurance industry. So it's like people are like, oh, you know, Jen, Jen did that in her, you know, past life. She was in that medical field. She was in this field, but it's just because me personally, I have that personality where I want to learn so much. Like everything excites me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's like, it's hard because. I just want to learn and absorb more information than I can, but that doesn't necessarily mean like I want to go and be a detective, which would be freaking awesome if I did though. I know. I'm like, wait, why wouldn't you want to do that though? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think that's anything to make fun of. I think that's super cool that, you know, you have so many things under your belt. You're sort of like a jack of all trades, you know, maybe you don't like doing insurance and you want to go try something else. Why shouldn't you? I feel like that's what I feel like most people should do because I feel like a lot of people are so unhappy. And it's like, if you're unhappy, then move, you know, like do something else. Keep doing things until you, until you, you are happy. And like, I hear so many people, but I don't like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, make as much money. Why couldn't you, you know, if you have the skill set to make what you make at your current job, why couldn't you make more somewhere else? Like, right. it's just so, it's interesting well, how I think though, fear too, plays put, into so many people's decisions. Yes, but I also think people put time on it as well. I've been with this company for 13 years. I've been with this company for 20 years. I can't just leave. Sure you can. Or, yeah. Or people are like, I'm getting old. And, you know, I just think it's sad because, 
you know, and and I don't mean this in a bad way because I know that it's a business, but these businesses don't really give a shit about us. No, you're so just a moment, number. Exactly. The moment you say, you know what, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna dabble in something else. But I, okay, your job's already posted, mm-hmm. and I get it because they can't have that emotional connection to you. But then, why do you have emotional connection to them? Exactly. And that's what I'm always telling people like, dude, it's not personal. It's business. This is a business relationship. And like, it's crazy. You you absolutely have the right to look somewhere else that suits you better. And like, you don't owe a company anything. Like, I'm sorry, but unless that's your name on the wall, you know what I mean? Unless that's like your company, like, why stay? Care. Why feel like you owe it to them? You're just an employee. And I hate to say this, but everybody's replaceable. I'm replaceable. You're replaceable. You know right? what I mean? Like, yep. don't worry about it. The company is going to be just fine if you go somewhere else. Right. But shoot, well, just go and be happy and find something that you love. Yeah. Well, and I think life becomes so much more greater mm-hmm. when you actually wake up and you enjoy what you're doing. And right. Whether that's, you know, maybe not in a business field and you go totally left and you're mm-hmm. like, I want to become a landscaper. <laughs> right. But at least you're being true to yourself. That's, I think, the most important part is when you wake up and you actually enjoy what you're doing. I think mm-hmm. it changes your whole mentality, your whole outlook of life. It's just, it's crazy how that happens. But I... Well, just think of it like you. How long were you at with your company for? You were with them for several years, right? Before you decided like, to change. Seven years or so. Yeah. See? I was with like my the last two companies that I worked for for like seven plus years. And I just needed to make that decision for myself. And like, sure, you know, I felt like some financial fear, but I was like, no, dude, you know what? I don't want to spend the rest of my life being stuck at a desk. Me personally, I don't want to be glued to a desk, expected to pick up my phone every time it rings, expected to respond to every email within a certain amount of seconds, you know, because that's how impatient people are in sales. And like, if you want to be a good salesperson, that's what you have to do. And for me, I was like, I don't want to answer phones. I don't want to answer emails. So therefore, like, what can I do? And I know like I've been like obsessed with helicopters for so long. And right. I'm like, dude, I'm going to take some time off of work and I'm going to go start flying helicopters. And that's exactly what I did. And I've had so much fun. Like my yeah. life is so much more fulfilling, you know, since right. I left. And it was kind of funny because I came back after the holiday break in New Year's and I resigned and man, I took a good six months off of working and, um, you know, just found my passion. And I haven't looked back since like so many people, you know, look back and did I make the right decision? Dude, I'm so happy. There's not a doubt in my mind that I made the right decision. Right. Heck yeah. And I think that's something you should be extremely proud of yourself because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to open their own shop, open their own business, whether it's clothing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but a lot of people don't do it. And yours is up there like you're learning how to fly helicopters and like when you send me these videos and these photos of like what you're able to see these are breathtaking moments like your ass Mm -hmm. is up there flying around that's something that's super cool and yeah along the coast I've flown like right over Oprah's house in Montecito on my way to like Santa Barbara it's just it's it's completely different you know and it's awesome because 
it doing that allows me to be like 100% present in a moment. And there's like no distractions, no interruptions. Like there's no phones ringing, you know, right. there's nobody emailing me. Like I'm gone and it's there's awesome. There's no one in your cheese, man. Nope. <laughs> it's just me in the sky. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, even if you think about it, look at us in this podcast. We mm-hmm. wanted to do this podcast for so long. We just kept mm-hmm. talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And it's almost to the point where we both said, dude, get your shit. I'll get my shit. Let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's all it takes is that little shakeup to be like – And then, you know, me expressing it to you, I would Mm -hmm. love to do this full time. I enjoy it. It's not even just the the gossip Mm -hmm. about everything. It's everything that goes into it too, you know, like – the background side of it. It's right. intriguing to me. Hello again. Mm-hmm. Add it to my resume of the things that I like to do. Yeah, definitely. But I just love it. And I love that you can find different parts of you that spark joy. And if you can't do something, I don't know, let's just say you give yourself eight hours a day, right? To do work. Mm-hmm. Why can't it be something that sparks joy? Exactly. And that's like, I'm always trying to evolve and continue to grow you know just like you said you're so interested in learning and I feel the same way and like honestly recently so many of my friends are really really successful business owners and I look at that and I think wow like that is so cool that they got out of their element and they had a skill set that's so valuable and they made that something completely their own and grew a huge successful business. I'm like, that's really commendable. And I think so many people are more than capable of doing that also, but because they're so scared of what could go wrong, you know, but it's like, look at everything that could go right if you just start like and I think that's the biggest hurdle for people is starting you know and I think Mm -hmm. once you get something started it grows and it takes off the more that you put into it well especially if you have the love and passion for it Mm -hmm. it just literally exudes out of you and Mm -hmm. there's no stopping it so it literally you have all these ideas and you have this literally this passion that comes out that you cannot control Mm -hmm. so it's like I gotta use it I gotta put it somewhere I gotta do something with it and all it does is turn into success like look Mm -hmm. at these you know if you think about like a musician majority of those parents are like you're never gonna make it and then they do Mm -hmm. and if they didn't stop doing their passion right they would have not turned out the way they were right no you just gotta do the footwork and pursue stuff um I've known this friend for like so long since I was a kid and he his mind is so brilliant he comes up with all of these really cool ideas and when you hear when you hear him say them out loud you're like wow why don't you do that like why Mm -hmm. don't you make that a reality and he just doesn't follow through with things like and I think to myself like god what a waste you have so many incredible ideas that you could be making money off but because of the footwork and going through getting patents and you know getting things into production a lot of the actual footwork holds people back and you just see like how much potential each of us have you know I mean we're barely scratching the surface like what's that saying the biggest room for what is it the biggest room for growth is it's like oh no it's uh the biggest room is the room for improvement or something like that and it's true you know like it doesn't matter like how good we get we can always get better 
But that's the thing is like, why be scared to fail? At least if you failed, you're like, well, fuck, man, I tried. Yeah, now you know that it didn't work as opposed to never knowing, you know. Exactly. I don't know. I just think that too, I think age should not be a factor. It's just, you know, look at Kourtney Kardashian. She's having her, what, fifth child, fourth child, being 42. How many times that people are like, you can't get pregnant after a certain age. Just do you. Sure you can, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. If you enjoy something, you want to do it, do it. Who says you're too old? Yeah, I agree. I know. I feel too. You know how a lot of people say you're only as old as you feel? And Mm -hmm. that's 100% right. Because on some days I feel like I'm 50 and other days I feel like I'm 25. No (laughs) way. Stop it right now. You do not feel 50 some days. Like, why are you lying right now? You don't got to lie to kick it. (laughs) I've never felt a a day over like 34 in my life. Like, I'm in my 20s every day. (laughs) The only times I feel like I'm 50 is like after leg day when I can't sit down to go pee. So I'm like, man, I feel like an old person. I got to straddle the toilet (laughs) Oh my god, that's hilarious. (laughs) But besides that, you know, I feel young and, but I think that's the, that's like the mentality to have Mm -hmm. is just enjoy every single day. I always, this is my motto for life. I'm going to be old for the rest of my life. So I'm going to be young today. Like I'm going to live my life today because for the rest of my life, I'm going to be old. Well, and then like, I think passion keeps you young. Whatever you're passionate about keeps you young. Listen, like so many people talk about like older men going through these midlife crises, you know, when they get older and then they want the young girlfriend and then they want a motorcycle. But it's like, dude, but look at this guy. Like he's enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like his passion is keeping him young right now. Like who cares? You know, hey, as long as he's not hurting anybody or cheating on his wife, let him go live his life. Yeah, it's like, man. That's, that's like, my thing, why too. Hate on, why hate on somebody that's enjoying what they're doing? I like, agree. if that brings them happiness, go for I it. I concur. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been fun. And I'm telling you, an hour, we could talk about all kinds of crazy crap. I know. Time flies and you're having a good time. Yeah, but anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, please, please, please hit us up on the Instagram. Again, the dot gossip chronicles. Please share your thoughts and definitely let us know what you guys are interested in. You guys, what what you want to hear, please. We would absolutely enjoy to like go down that route. Yeah, definitely. We hope you guys continue to enjoy listening. And if you do find joy in one of these episodes, share it. Share the episode with your friends, your family. Pass it along because we've got a lot more to come. Yes, we do. Check you later. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us with another episode of The Gossip Chronicles. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.gossipchronicles. And also make sure to slide into the DMs and let us know what you want to hear next, what we can discuss. See you soon.